Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Josh, I know that you have a chart that you would like to talk about. So welcome to the show as per usual. What's the chart that you want to talk about as it pertains to White Sox hitters? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on again. And uh, I wish it was under better circumstances. <laughs> this week's been crazy. But yeah, this chart. So for those that are on Twitter, uh, I tagged it, uh, and it's being retweeted right now. And I think this is the most crucial part of the White Sox failures, especially against the divisional opponents. And this is the numbers for the White Sox hitters against right-handed pitching. There are five key stats that I look at to gauge on how well a hitter is doing and helps me paint a picture of why they are effective offensively or they're not effective. I look at weighted runs created plus, which is derived from the stat runs created, and it's weighted, so 100 equals league average. That tells me if you're above or below league average offensively. OPS, that's on-base plus slugging. ISO is isolated power, so that's slugging minus batting average, your strikeout rate, and your walk rate. The White Sox across the board are 29th in baseball and weighted runs created plus at 70. So that says that the White Sox are 30% Lawrence below league average, less the Cincinnati Reds. They are below the White Sox right now. The White Sox are last in Major League Baseball in OPS, and they are second to last in walk rate. So they are not hitting the ball well against righties. They are not walking against righties, and they're not hitting for power against righties. And when your offense is not scoring a ton of runs in baseball, Lawrence, as you well know, and everybody that's listening to this knows, your margin of error is incredibly slim. And this kind of calls back to like the 2015 White Sox team. Chris Sale and Jose Catana are pitching really well. They get no run support, and it breaks your heart watching these guys put in these type of efforts, six, seven innings, and White Sox are still losing games. And now that's my fear in the upcoming 38 games where I think this is the toughest part of the White Sox schedule in 2022 is that Lucas Giolito and Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease, they've been great. They have been great to start the season. We're going to see Giolito and Cease go up against the second-best offense in Major League Baseball right now if they give up three or more runs, Lawrence, I just feel like the game's over. And it's over because this White Sox offense is not hitting doing a poor job again. They're one of the worst teams in baseball facing right-handed pitching. 
Is there a particular player that could do a better job against right-handed pitching? Oh, yeah. I highlighted him in this chart. Yasmani Grandal. All right, Lawrence. Uh, taking the analytics cap off and just being a fan for a moment. Yes, what are we doing? Like a 24-weighted runs created plus against righties? You're, you're, you're 76% below league average against righties? You got a... You got a 2% walk rate? Like, what are we doing? Why are you not playing your game? Your game is working the pitch count. Your game is swinging at a 33% rate because you own the strike zone. You're a catcher. You should know what the strike zone is. You shouldn't be chasing pitches out of the zone and capitalizing and targeting the pitches that you know that you can drive, and you drive them. You're doing none of those things. Like, what is going on with Yasmani Grandal? If Yasmani Grandal had a 124 weighted runs created plus, we're probably not talking about the White Sox at 7-11. But instead, he's one of the worst hitters on the team against righties. And they can't have him be because he was one of their best hitters against righties last year. And he's supposed to be the most dependable left-handed bat that they got in the lineup with so, Lord, it starts with, yes, they got to get him going, and he's got to stop playing the way that he's been playing against right-handed pitching because none of this makes sense. I wonder if there's a – I wonder if, if what we've heard from inside of that clubhouse over the last week or so where there has been a question of our players pressing. Like, I wonder if that's played into why we're seeing Yaz – start off this way where he's like somebody's got to produce runs and maybe that means I have to go outside of myself and outside of the strike zone a little bit to try and make some things happen yeah we've seen that in the past with Jose Abreu right where that's sometimes where Abreu gets himself into trouble and you're not seeing the power numbers that he puts up because he gets into that mindset of, oh my gosh, there's a runner on second or there's a runner on third, I have to produce. And then I hit these weak ground balls up the middle of the field. And sometimes it does drive in an RBI, but I'm out, right? I'm not getting base hits. I'm not getting doubles. I'm not hitting home runs. I'm making poor contact because I have to do whatever is possible to put the ball in play. I can't take a walk because if I do, I don't count on the guy behind me to produce. If that's Grandal's mindset right now, like I get it, but that's still not a good mindset. And that's not the type of player that Yasmani Grandal is. He's a low contact kind of guy, but always high in slugging. And of course, one of the best in drawing walks in Major League Baseball. He needs to focus on getting on base right now. And if he is being challenged by opposing pitchers, especially right-handed pitchers, then he needs to focus on what pitches that he can drive and drive them. I know the baseball is screwed up. I know the humidor is causing about 2 to 3% decline in distance on pitches that are barreled, and we're seeing that. What we think are going to be home runs end up dying on the warning track at guaranteed rate field. But that, that does not excuse the type of poor performance that we are seeing from Yasmani Grandal in the month of April. It's unacceptable. He has high expectations. He needs to start meeting them. If he doesn't turn this around, Lawrence, I really don't know what the White Sox are going to do. At no point in this season should Reese McGuire be a more dependable bat than Yasmani Grandal. What's a bigger issue right now, the White Sox bullpen or their defense? Defense. <laughs> and I don't know how it's going to get better. I mean, I guess if 
people get healthier. Yohan Makata is better defensively at third than Jake Berger, but Jake Berger has been better in the last couple of games. Having Luis Robert roam center field and moving Adam Engel to right field and then maybe A.J. Pollock going to left field, you've got three outfielders instead of two first basemen playing in the corners right now in Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets in left and right field. But, but speaking of Andrew Vaughn, you need his bat. You know, I mentioned all these poor numbers against right-handed pitching. Andrew Vaughn's got a 176 weighted runs created plus, Lawrence. He's 76% better than league average. He's got a 925 OPS. He's not striking out. He's got a 925% walk rate. Out of all the hitters against right-handed pitching, you need Andrew Vaughn in your lineup right now. And if you don't want him to DH or if you don't want him to play first base over Jose Abreu, the only way you're going to have his bat in the lineup is in left field. So as long as Andrew Vaughn continues to produce offensively, you take the bad defense in left field, which is no different than talking about Aloy Jimenez uh, before this season. It's the same situation, but still need to see better play from Tim Anderson defensively. Reese McGuire dropping that ball on that pitch yesterday. I, I don't know what that was about, but I'd rather see Adam Engel in right field than Gavin Sheets to make all of the plays and not just some of the plays on balls hit to right field. So the bullpen, I think eventually we'll figure it out unless you're talking specifically about Aaron Bummer. But I defensively, <laughs> defensively, I think it's the bigger issue. All right, then let's talk specifically about Aaron Bummer. The ERA is is at seven, and yeah, it's only eight games, but he's been ball one consistently when he comes into games. They, I don't know if their bullpen can function if he's not lights out from the left side. It doesn't. Uh, the, we'll just say that it does not function if he is not lights out against the, your other lefty that you are counting on. Garrett Crochet needed to get Tommy John surgery during spring training. Your other reliever that's very good against lefties, Joe Kelly, is finally going to make his first rehab appearance with the Charlotte Knights tomorrow, uh, and he still may be a week or two away. Tanner Banks has been awesome. So praise Tanner Banks for the work that he is doing. Bless you, Tanner Banks. You've saved the White Sox many a times in these first 18 games. Aaron Bummer, to me, is pitching scared. He is scared to be in the strike zone. He is scared to watch hitters make contact. And I don't know if it's the bad batted ball luck that he went through last year that's causing him to be scared. The sinker is a terrible pitch right now. And it is not effective for him. And if you want to read more about it, James Feagan of The Athletic did a really good feature story today about the troubles that Aaron Bummer is having with the sinker and the adjustments that he's trying to make. We have noticed in the release point heat map on Baseball Savant, which is where all the StatCast data is stored and it's publicly available, that Aaron Bummer does not have the same release point on the sinker like he did in 2021 and 2020 where it was very effective. And when you are afraid of hitters making contact, you are nibbling, and you don't have precise command, so you're all over the place right now. And I don't know what it's going to take for Aaron Bummer to get over that hump. I think that's a great question when you chat with Steve Stone from his experience as a pitcher, kind of going through yips, living in the strike zone and getting beat up, and what you do to overcome that, because I don't know that experience. Only a professional pitcher has that type of experience. But until Aaron Bummer has more confidence in that sinker and in his stuff to live in the strike zone again and stop nibbling Lawrence, 
it's going to be stressful situations as fans watching him pitch if he consistently is trying to nibble on the outside corner because that's not really his game. His game is here's my 95 to 97 mile per hour sinker, beat it into the ground. That That's Aaron Bummer's game. He's not a strikeout artist. Could the White Sox have done a better job with the IL this week with Robert and with Liam? It's, that's a good question. Uh, the whole Liam Hendricks situation is fascinating, where he supposedly slipped in the clubhouse between innings, and that's what messed up his back. And he goes out, tries to pitch the 10th inning, and there's questions raised of why did he pitch then. Uh, now, if you're watching that game and he doesn't come out in the 10th inning, we would have all been angry. would be like, well, where's Liam Hendricks? And then finding out after the game that he hurt himself in the clubhouse. With Luis Robert, it's a good question, but – I look at it from this perspective, Lawrence. If you put him on the 10-day IL, who are you bringing up from to, to help you? There, there's really no help right now, especially in the outfield. I mean, the uh, hold on to Adam Hazley. Now, Adam Hazley's hit a little bit, again, it, when he's joined the Charlotte Knights uh, this week. He's had some big games offensively, but we saw him in the majors, and he's Charlotte Knights 2.0. He's not going to produce on the level of Luis Roberts. So, I think it's okay, but if he's not playing this weekend, I think there's going to be some questions of what are we doing managing the players? Like, why did you just have him take up a bench spot in the end when you could have retroactively put him on the injured list and then still had Adam Hazley or maybe called somebody else up so you you had a full team? Not playing with a full team during the regular season, you know, especially at this stage of the season, is inexcusable and poor management. But if we do see Luis Robert tonight and we see him through the weekend, then I, I think everything's fine because they just don't have a better option right now in Charlotte. All right, fair enough. What's coming up this weekend on the Sox machine? Hopefully some good news. <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> well, we'll talk about how this series goes against the Angels. And then, of course, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, big days, especially for 670 to score, the White Sox visit Wrigley Field. Uh, both teams could have the same record, but I think the feelings on either side of the city are much different where I think Cubs fans are, are having fun watching this offense at times. I know that at times it could be a little stressful and angry, but there wasn't high expectations with the Cubs where the White Sox were World Series or bust. And in the next 38 games, if they don't turn it around, they could still be below 500 in mid-June. And those conversations get a a little bit more dire and difficult to have when talking about the White Sox as the summer comes along. Yeah, you've been on that since before the season started, and you will be punished uh, if this continues (laughs) to be the case of what goes on. Make sure that you follow Josh on Twitter. He does a great job. The Sox machine is so great, whether it's the written work or the podcast. You are going to love the statistical breakdowns. At SoxMachine underscore Josh is where you can follow him on Twitter. These guys join me every Friday at 1 o'clock. You get all of your Sox information right here. Sir, have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, absolutely. I'll see you in the studio in a couple weeks, Lawrence. That is Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine, and we thank him for his great work on, on covering what has been rough sledding for the White Sox through 18 games. They're now 7-11. and 11. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the draft. The Bears have two picks at the top of the second round. 
We will talk with Emery Hunt of footballgameplan.com about all of that and what happened in the first round next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.